Hello, Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Why did you say hello to yourself? I mean, I understand why you say hi to me, Stu, but why would you say hello to yourself? I, I didn't. You said hello, Pat and Stu. Hello, comma, it's Pat and Stu. Well, you just said hello, Pat and Stu. If you said it's, it would have made sense. It didn't. Try to keep up. Try to keep up with me today. I know it's, <laughs> it's not going to be possible. I'm too tired. Uh, oh, there's Jeffy, by the way. Look yeah, at oh, yeah. It's like, the only reason I said that because I knew he was facing the other way. <laughs> you want to get that? You the, want to get the, the Jeffy? finger point has to stop. Yeah. I mean, there's oh, nothing God. more maddening. There is nothing we uh, hate more. Maybe the milk thing, but there's well, almost nothing more maddening than the point. Just saying hello. Just saying hello. No, you know what the really infuriating part is? If you listen to the radio show, there's a point where Jeff or um, uh, Glenn does commercials for the fine <laughs> folks over at American Financing. And mm-hmm. at the end, they have to give some dumb legal disclaimer that Glenn doesn't want to read, so he makes Jeffy read it. And so Jeffy goes, uh, NMLS 182334.org. And he points at the camera every time he does it. It drives me crazy. Stupid. Why do you point at the camera when you say that? I, I did it once, and I saw how much it made you mad, and so I will never stop. That is exactly why you do it, too. It's infuriating. <laughs> it's infuriating. It is Every, absolutely infuriating. .org. <laughs> oh, so bad. Never. All right. Well, the uh, uh, Syrian chemical attack uh, survivor was on CNN on Brooke Baldwin's uh, show, I guess. Experience. Is, is that what it's called? The Brooke Baldwin Experience. The Brooke Baldwin Experience? <laughs> it's not the name of it, but I think that oh, should okay. be the name of it. Anybody know the name of her dumb show? Brooke Brooke. Baldwin I have not had the Brooke show. Baldwin experience. I will say, I, I catch Brooke Baldwin occasionally. I um, have never she, caught her, uh, she is on sound clips. She's on CNN at some point after we get off the air. I would say, I, fe- I, I feel like it's relatively soon after we get off the air, because I, I look mm. up a lot of times mm-hmm. and she's, she's on, because we have the, I have the three TVs in my office, so one of them's usually on CNN, so I catch... You catch it, and the show, it's not my favorite show. I get her in that, and the other one, Aaron Burnett, I always... Mixed oh, yeah. Next at night, though. She's yeah. on, like, primetime. Brooke is, like, during the afternoon at some point. And so okay. uh, every once in a while, I do catch a little bit of her program. Um, and I guess she had some, the Syri- a Syrian yeah, survivor. Yeah, she had a Sy- Syrian survivor, uh, Kasem Eid. And uh, she seemed to want to get something else out of him. Uh, take a look. There are people in America, and I hear you supportive of President Trump, and so many people are, Democrats and Republicans, but there are also people over here in America who are saying, all right, so clearly President Trump is motivated by just, as we all ha- have compassion for these just mm-hmm. horrible images of, of the, you know, the, these babies who were, who were killed, uh, but at the same time, this is a man who you know, doesn't want Syrians to come into this country with this refugee ban. I want to just play mm-hmm. some sound. Uh, Hillary Clinton weighed in. Let me see if I can change your mind. We cannot in one breath speak of protecting Syrian babies and in the next close America's doors to them. Hmm. I could. Quickly, Kassan, how do you see that? Uh, With all due respect, with all due respect, I didn't see each and every person who was demonstrating uh, after the travel ban. I didn't see you three days ago when people were gassed to death, when civilians were gassed to death. I didn't see you in 2013 when 1,400 people were gassed to death. I didn't see you raising your voice against President Obama's uh, uh, inaction in Syria that led 
us refugees, that made us refugees get kicked out of Syria. If you really care about refugees, if you really care about helping us, please help us stay in our in our country. We don't want to come to the United States. We want to okay. stay in our country. We want to stay in our country with all the respect. This is hypocrisy. If you really <laughs> care, That's if great. you really care, help us stay in our country. We don't want to become refugees. We want to stay in our country. Help us establish safe zones. Help us uh, stay safe in our country. And if you just give me to get him to shut a few up. seconds, Trying just desperately. to tell she doesn't like President what he's saying Trump at once all. again, please, sir, what you did was amazing. What you did was a powerful message of hope. But where do you think he wants to be? Does he want to stay in his own country? Do you think? I'm not sure, Pat. It's, it's, it's I wasn't either. Based on what he said, I wasn't sure where he wants to be. Does mm-hmm. he want to come to America, or does he, does he want to stay in his own country? I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm unclear on that. It, that was a great <laughs> response, because she's trying to get him to say, well, yeah, that's hypocrisy, and I don't like Donald Trump because he's a racist, and he doesn't want us in his country. Instead, he says, well, that's fine. Where were you people last week for helping us? Uh, and, and by the way, uh, we'd like to stay in our own country, and... Maybe we can do that if, if America would take action. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, this is a tough one for it's me. It's a tough one for me, I, too, because I don't necessarily want military action in Syria. And I fully agree with the idea that someone should be, I mean, they should be punished for using chemical weapons on their own people. And by the way, they also should be um, uh, punished for the 474,987 other people they killed, whether it was a, chemical weapons or not. Like, this is idea that because it was yeah. chemical weapons and it wasn't, uh, you know, the other ones were conventional, like, this is so much worse. And, like, you want to stop the spread of, com- uh, of chemical weapons, there's no doubt about it. And, and there is a, a real red line there, I think. But, so however, like, there was a freaking process, okay? This is a great example of, of, of a, a reason to say, like, look, this is, this is overwhelmingly approved by both sides, there's no reason to not get congressional approval of this. He, it's probably supported by 80 senators. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no reason to avoid getting congressional uh, approval here. You could go there and say, look, limited scope, 30 days of targeted track uh, 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 strikes, no troops. Um, absolutely would get approval by, by, from Congress and by almost everybody on both sides of the aisle. Getting, you know, getting all crazy over a chemical attack as opposed to a a conventional bomb attack is reminiscent to me of being killed by somebody who's committing a hate crime as opposed to somebody who's killing me with love. Uh, You know, if you shoot me in the head, but you love me while you're doing it, that doesn't help me at all. I'm still dead. Yes. Either way. Either way, they're still dead. So, I, I mean, I guess we do take special exception because... Since World War One, and we've seen the, you know, we've seen the terror that chemical weapons can cause. Uh, it's not a pleasant way to go, and so I guess there is a little bit of a difference. Because, and I think too, it's in addition to that, like there's a an ability to kill a lot of people in a short period of time. Yeah, you can do that um, with a lot of bombs. But you can do that too. with a lot of bombs too. Um, but I think like the idea that that chemical weapons would spread widely is, you know, something obviously, mm-hmm. and it's something mm-hmm. we've. It's like it's like polio coming back. Like, we've kind of already solved it, 
And, like, you kind of don't want to, like, open the mm-hmm. door to where that's a big issue for us mm-hmm. again. So I kind of, I understand why they take it a little bit more seriously. However, the scale here is important. They've probably killed 250 people with chemical weapons. And they've killed 475,000 total. I mean, that, that is a, uh, or 475,000 dead. I don't know if that includes the Syrian side as well. But the bottom line is a lot of people are dead here. Uh, and it's a really just a terrible tragedy over seven years uh, and, you know, it's not just this group. Like, this is, it's a weird line we have with it. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, and also, I would say chemical weapons don't seem to be all that effective in mass killing. It's more like brutal killing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, because this chemical attack killed, do you remember the number of it? It was a couple dozen, right? Total. I think so, yeah. And a, a hundred or so injured. I mean, one bomb placed, a conventional bomb placed well. I mean, mm-hmm. easily does that. Uh, it's not even the scale of it of how many people. I, although I think when you think widespread, it could get to those huge Supposedly, numbers. Supposedly, we killed more people in that accidental bombing of the, uh, was it yeah. a hospital or something? Uh, and that was a big deal for a while. But, you know, it was an accident. But there were 264 dead in that one. Yeah, and that one, they killed an actual bad guy, but it was in a narrow street, knocked yeah. over buildings that were nearby yeah. that housed, you know, hundreds of people. Yeah. Um, it was obviously a mistake, but, I mean, these things do happen in war, and conventional weapons are very capable of doing them. Um, you know, but mm. I just, I, I, I'm kind of stuck on the process here a little bit. Because the... Do I have the, the the Politifact thing is interesting here. The Politifact is, uh, as you know, a left leaning, pretty consistently a uh, fact check website. They very re- they don't like Republicans, uh, and you know they'll they'll do some good work here and there, but like generally speaking, like they're going to lean left. Okay, so I re- I saw that they did a fact check on uh, the um, the idea that what Tim Kaine says the Constitution says war must be declared by Congress. I voted for military action against Syria in 2013 when Donald Trump was advocating that America turn its back on Assad's atrocities. Congress will work with the president, but his failure to seek congressional approval is unlawful. And I look at that, I'm like, oh, they're going to love that. I mean, this is you know, Republicans in office. There's an attack. A Democrat is saying it's uh, uh, illegal. They're going to love this big time approval from Politifact is what I when I when I clicked on the link. When you read it. Listen to some of the stuff that they what they what they say in here, because they're basically siding with Trump. But tell me if you're comfortable with these reasons, because I am not. I am absolutely not comfortable with this. Uh, The Constitution uh, says Congress has the power to declare war. But throughout the past 70 years or so, presidents have adopted a flexible view of their own constitutional role as commander in chief in order to engage in military action without congressional approval. Wait. So they've been doing it for 70 years, so we're supposed to say, oh, oh, okay. Now it's okay because they've been doing it for a while? And again, of course presidents have taken a more flexible view of their own constitutional power. That's what, that's what everyone does. You're not supposed to be okay with that. Now, Trump is one thing. Obama, though, was doing it as well. And when Obama was doing it in Libya, most conservatives were pissed off about it. If you remember, they go into the, uh, the war... Now, look at this... This is called the War Powers Evolution is the name of evolution is not good in law. It's not good in law. You can evolve as a human being. Your personality can evolve. Your relationships can evolve. You can't you can't evolve a constitutional power that's supposed to change. You're supposed to amend it. 
So they say for most of American history, the consensus view among politicians and legal scholars was that the founding fathers meant for Congress to have the sole authority in deciding to initiate any hostilities or war with another country. Although this remains the most common view among academics, actual practice has diverged significantly. That's not a, what, that's not a reason. It's like, well, yeah, it's, you're supposed to do X, and they're just going to do Y, and since so many people have done it in a row, we're going to say it's okay. Um, now, they talked about this. The last time that Congress actually declared war was World War II. In 1973, to retain control over their constitutional authority. So they're to the 70s now, and Congress is like, wait a minute, like, no one's listening to us anymore. We better do something about it. And what they were saying was, uh, every president goes to him and says, look, you know, uh, we can't just wait around for you guys. The problem is, we want to launch something fast, and it's important. We've got to do it now. We've got to hit them by surprise. I can't come to you guys every time we have to go to war. So Congress, in an effort to control uh, their power that they were given constitutionally, says, uh, we're going to pass the War Powers Resolution. War Powers Resolution requires that in the absence of a war declaration, the president must report to Congress within 48 hours of introducing armed forces into hostilities and must remove uh, forces within 60 days unless Congress permits otherwise. Now, you might remember that story because when Libya was going on, everyone was counting down to the 60th day. Now, there are a lot of people who say that you can't do it anyway, you can't do it even if it was in, within 60 days because the, the Constitution gives Congress the authority, period. But they passed this law that says, they, all right, you, got, you come to us, tell us about it in a couple days, within 48 hours, and then you get 60 days to have, do your shenanigans over there, but then it's over unless we say it's okay. Which is a reasonable compromise for a president that need to act, act quickly as the, as the commander-in-chief. Um, but even that is uh, now being ignored. As you saw in Libya... And so far with Trump, obviously, he just did one bombing, and that might be the end of it. Um, so at least that would fall under that war powers resolution, which I guess is at least a, a reasonable standard. Well, whether it's constitutional or not, I still don't know. I mean, I, I guess if Congress is, is the one saying you can have this authority, perhaps you can make the argument that it's constitutional. But going past that 60 days is not constitutional, uh, and it's not legal. And you have to go back and get some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of approval. The, uh, you know, the AUMF that they got for Iraq, they got it uh, there. They got it for Afghanistan without problems. And they would have easily been able to get it for Syria. Remember, the Democrats are the one that wanted it last time. And Republicans said no, because they didn't trust Obama. And now, here we're back on the other side. It's been almost universal approval, with the exception of, like, Bernie Sanders and Rand Paul and people who are kind of ideologically opposed to almost every uh, confrontation. But, I mean, it's been almost a universal approval from the media, from the Senate, from congressmen. They would have easily been able to get this through. And they didn't even try. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, they just roll their eyes. Hey, look, what a, you know what? It was chemical weapons. And those kids, those pictures look really bad. Rand Paul put it best in the clip that you pulled today, Pat. Atrocities are not an excuse to go around the Constitution. I mean, no matter how bad you feel about something, you're still supposed to do it within the bounds of the Constitution. Yeah, we can't govern that way. You can't govern out, out of feelings. No. Um, Republicans used to be the ones saying that. Yeah, I know. But not anymore. Because they've got the king of governing by feelings. Because he's eight years old in his mind. He's, he's got the maturity of an eight-year-old. It's, it is all about emotions so, uh, right, right sure there. sure is. And so that the reporting is that Trump did not... You know, was and remember, he opposed it when Obama did in 2013. He opposed going in all throughout the campaign. And then one attack in Syria, 
um, and he's now uh, he's now going for it. And the they the reporting is that he saw the pictures of the babies and he felt really bad, which is look. I mean, uh, how can you not I mean, we feel, all terrible? feel bad? I feel terrible. But, but I mean, know. a that's not a re- you don't want a president who is making policy based on emotion. Yeah. We what had if somebody that shows him time. a picture of what happened in Rwanda? Are we going to start bombing them? You know, ten years after the fact, <laughs> what, I, what, what you, you need, just can't govern that way. A smart, per- uh, someone really smart should start taking pictures of uh, Mexicans uh, trying to cross the border and looking Jeez. really, really sad and, and hurt and pathetic. He might change his mind on that one too. Yeah. And certainly the healthcare thing. You, you take some kids that are going through a tough time. He might be, uh, you know, he might go back to the old position of universal healthcare too. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, that is not. The reason why you have elected leadership is because so they can think of these things mm-hmm. soberly and logically. Every, that's why you don't have a democracy. It's why you have a constitutional republic. Because you want people to go to have, be your representatives that know the Constitution, that act soberly through a very emotional moment. What? Or you'll change a the vote. What a concept. But what a concept. That's, you know, it's the concept that formed this country. Jeffy, I think you might be more emotionally mature than, than the President of the United States. I, I mean, that's probably... Wow, that's quite it's, a statement. It's a, it's quite a statement, but I think it might be true. He, if he's an eight-year-old, I'd give you eight and a half. Nine. Wow. Yeah, nine maybe. I mean, I, I think. You think that's accurate? Is that close? I mean, I, I like to think double digits sometimes. No, you'd like to think that, you'd but like you're to not think there. That, but, but you know, it's you're not, not true. You're not. You know, you know, you're it's not, not there. true. So, but it's nice that you'd like. I mean, to don't get that. ridiculous. All right, I already gave you some credit here. <laughs> you know, oh, give him an inch. You know, <laughs> you know, and he takes a. Takes twenty miles. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, double digits. Double digits. Come like on. what? You're a ten year old? <laughs> Come on. There's no way. It's crazy. There's no way. Sweetie. It's crazy talk. That's not happening. Fairly good point, I think. There it is uh, Pat and Stu, Jeffy. Uh, they're doing some cool effects behind Jeffy today. I, I don't know. Can you do that one thing that we were just... Look at that. Look at that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, God. He's pointing. Now, now do the talking head, same as it ever... Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. <laughs> and you may ask yourself... How did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> and you may ask yourself, why is I, Jeffy on camera? Yeah. And you may ask yourself... Yeah. You may tell yourself, he's too fat to be on camera. <laughs> Uh, that I gotta say, that's way too much, Jeffy. I'm seeing right now. Way I mean, too that much. Is, uh, <coughs> Look at there's four, five, right there. One, two. Like three, we want to go five. the opposite direction. <laughs> less Jeffy is the way, what we're looking for here. That is a cool effect, though. Listen to this on Syria before we uh, before we leave the Russia thing. According to some reports, this comes from Politico, not Infowars. Okay, this is not coming from uh, some alt right source. This is not coming from some communist source. Okay. Uh huh. This is not coming from some some warmongering source. This is Politico reporting this. According to some reports, intelligence sources have confirmed that Russian personnel were present at the base when the chemical munitions were being loaded onto Syrian fighters. Russian air assets may have been over the site of the chemical attack when it occurred, and a Russian drone scouted a hospital treating the victims of the sarin attack just before it was bombed, possibly to destroy evidence of the attack. Bombing hospitals has been part of the strategy of war in Syria. I mean, do mm. you think there's a chance that the Russians knew they were going to do this? Because yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance. There's a somewhat, there's a somewhat compelling Jeffy conspiracy theory that goes on. Now, as you know, the alt right, 
uh, some libertarian, like Ron Paul had kind of indicated this type of thing, um, you know, and certainly a lot of the conspiracy sites have been coming up with this, saying that basically Russia, or that the, that the, um, uh, the rebels that got gassed did this to themselves. And the theory being it's a, of course, a false flag attack. Now, they say this every single time. But the idea is Syria's winning this There civil are no war. real flags. No, there, are no, there is no such thing as a flag. There are only false mm. flags. Mm-hmm. The idea goes like this, though, and it's on its surface somewhat compelling, though I don't believe it, um, which is, look, Syria's winning this, this civil war. Everyone kind of knows that. They had, they had had a point where it looked like they might lose, but lately they've been winning. They have just had Donald Trump get elected, who's friendly with Russia. Mm-hmm. And they uh, uh, <clears throat> just had two public statements. By, by the way, Syria should be winning this war. They've got yeah. Russia. They're backed by Russia. Yep. Russian troops are somewhat involved. And they are already, they've got Russian supplies. They've got a lot of toys, too, anyway. They should be winning this war. They should war. be. And they are, I think, at this point. So that's the theory. Yeah. Then you get this, the week before the attacks, you get two public statements from Tillerson saying, basically, look, it, you know, the Syrian people are going to have to figure this out. But kind of saying, like, this is not our priority mm-hmm. right now. Like, mm-hmm. we want to go after ISIS. You know, removing him as dictator is not a possibility. Right after that happens, they launch a chemical attack? To bring all to bring all the attention back on them to make them look horrible. And why would they? Do why that? would they do when that? they're winning the war? Right, they're winning already, and they're getting the the real only way they're going to lose this war mm. is that there's opposition from the United States. Right, mm. if the if the United States gets involved, then Assad will be gone. But that's really the only way they're going to lose. And so the idea is, why would you then launch a chemical attack against a bunch of civilians? When you're in that position. It doesn't seem logical. It doesn't seem logical. really doesn't. Now, there seems, again, where we're told there's lots of evidence that points to, as I just described, points to Russian involvement and points to Syria doing this. They have flight patterns of the planes leaving the base. I mean, it, but again, you know, if you're a conspiracy theorist, none of that makes any difference. But it is, it, if anything else, it's just really stupid by Syria. Like, they really were on the verge of maybe being able to put their country back together and Assad holding control. Um, and, you know, this is going to, this turns eyes on them. I mean, you can't be, you can't be gassing children. That's a really bad idea. Yeah, I, I don't think you should ever do that. That's just, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's, You're uh, looking for a word. That's uh, the word I'm looking for. Right, which was, uh, what, is, how many um, syllables? Do you have an idea? Uh, uh, I think there's one. Okay. And, okay, uh, it's not a long word. Uh, uh, it's bad. That's <laughs> what... It's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's not good, not, in other words. Not good. In other words, it's not good. So, that settles it. <laughs> I think George W. Bush just did. By the uh, way, did you see Bush came out uh, of the closet? No, uh, he actually uh, came out and made a, uh, a public statement on a policy. Did he really? Uh, yes. Uh, don't cut funding for AIDS. That's quite a policy right there. Don't cut uh, funding for AIDS. Now, we've talked, fun- was there talk of cutting funding for AIDS? I, you know, I mean, that's the... You, you know, you think about, and you, you think about his time in office. One of the big things he did mm-hmm. was increase funding for AIDS Incredibly. to Africa by a factor of, I don't know, 100? And it, there's like statues of Bush in Africa. There's streets named after Bush in look Africa. Look how Bono feels about him. Yeah, yeah. Bono but, loves yep. him, mm-hmm. respects him a great deal, talks about him. 
pretty positively. Yeah, yeah. Especially as it relates to that, he talks about him very positively. And you would positively. not expect that. Uh, no. And in fact, uh, by the way, uh, just to point this out, Reagan also did the same thing. Yeah. Reagan increased funding Reagan uh, for AIDS uh, in America for AIDS. Uh, by thousands of percent over his uh, presidency. I mean, and, and every, ne- never every gets any single year it increased by, by at least double. Yeah. I mean, I, just, it kept doubling and doubling and doubling as he realized how bad the situation was. And, and people just didn't know in the very early part of his administration. However, yeah. he was the one who started the funding. He's the one that increased the funding. Um, and he gets blamed as if he just didn't like gay people. Oh, it was a gay disease, so he didn't care. There's no evidence no. of that whatsoever. Oh, it's just whatsoever. It's ludicrous. Uh, that is one of those weird myths that, that, uh, that keeps going on to this day. And you'll see, you'll see people on the left saying it all mm. the time. Uh, but uh, not true. So anyway, that's, uh, there's that. Hello, Pat and Stu Show, 888-727-BECK. Uh, about a year ago, a lot of Americans got hacked off over the uh, Target bathroom policy. Apparently somebody blogged that at Target, inclusivity is a core belief. Everyone deserves to feel like they belong. And you'll always be accepted, respected, and welcomed at Target. Unless, of course, you're a woman who's uncomfortable with a man being in the bathroom with you. No, well, that's your fault. That's your fault, though. They're, um, they're not inclusive of your feelings. No, 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 no. Your no. feelings don't mean squat well, to them. Well, they are inclusive to you if you change your feelings. Yes, mm-hmm. then they'll, they'll include your feelings. That's true. As long as they mirror theirs, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Um, and, but I guess they're, they're saying now, a new report is uh, saying that they are feeling the effects of the, of the transgendered bathroom policy. Yeah, fairly um, seriously. Yeah, because uh, first of all, uh, they had to spend $20 million installing single occupancy bathrooms. Now, of course, I support this. I do, too. Uh, fully. Um, we are adults. I support your constitutional amendment for yes, it. Yes, it's 2017. We're adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should not be going tinkles next to other people. <laughs> I don't care if you're a man, if you're a woman, you're transgendered, whatever you are. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not, it, you should be able to go by yourself. I mean, It's just uh, a darn yeah. fine safety tip. Yep. Uh, so constitutional amendment, one person, one bathroom. I don't even know if you need anything else, really. It's just one person, one bathroom. With the ex- I mean, the only exception to that is, okay, you have a small child. Uh, perhaps you need to assist them in some way. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, no. No. You go in there by yourself. Uh, you know, you have single-use uh, bathrooms. <coughs> um, and, you know, you're going to be, well, it's going to cost our economy $900 trillion. Good. Whatever it costs is worth it. I don't want to go tinkle next to Jeffy. Oh, man. I don't care if you have to spend $900 trillion. You might say, hey, wait a minute. I thought you were against spending. Eh, not in this case. Um, it's a constitutional amendment. I'm not, for example, I'm not against spending on the military. If it's a constitutional amendment, mm-hmm. it's okay to spend on it. Mm-hmm. So I think we should amend the Constitution. And really, if you want to make a commercial uh, for this amendment, you just put Jeffy's picture. Like, <laughs> like picture, here's the poster I see. Um, uh, you're, you're just out of your eye shot, you're looking to your left, and you see a urinal, and you see Jeffy, and Jeffy kind of doing this sort of look to you. <laughs> where he's kind of just looking down at your junk. That is a real thing we've all experienced here at the office. And that's why one person, one bathroom. Uh-huh. You know? Because with walls, you know... Or, he didn't or like, deny it. Or like, you notice that? He you, didn't deny you, it. You look up... I'm kind surprised of, that you knew. ...from a seated position <laughs> looking up to the top of the stall and seeing Jeffy's eyes peering down over... over yes, the, tough one too. Right. I mean, that's, that's a very real thing that happens here at Mercury it's all the time. It's a real thing. And, uh, uh, you know, Jeffy's we don't gonna, like it. Jeffy's going to check you out that's if, if, if you're going potty. So anyway, we're uh, the, the Target situation. Sales fell nearly six percent 
in the three quarters after the post about their inclusivity thing. Uh, and the CEO of the company said he didn't he didn't know about uh, Brian Cornell said, yeah, well, I didn't know they were going to post that. But he still says we're committed to make sure every one of our stores has that option because we want to make sure that our guests be welcomed in our stores. Well, okay, but that's only one set of guests and they're the vast minority of people. Why aren't you concerned about the majority of Americans who don't want to share the bathroom with somebody who just feels like a woman, but they're really a man? Why? I don't I don't understand that. Uh, But he says, but if there's a question of safety, I can tell you and others, our focus on safety is unwavering. And we want to make sure we provide a welcoming environment for all our guests, one that's safe, one that's comfortable. Uh, I mean, again, it's the same old story. They only care about the comfort of uh, the small, small minority of people. They don't they don't care if we're comfortable with it. And, and one interesting observation, and I think this is true from the CEO, is, you know, he says again that he didn't know that this was going to be posted. But he supports it. Um, but he supports it. His point was we shouldn't be flaunting it. Right? Yeah. Like we shouldn't right, be flaunting yeah. it. Which is true in that, like, there's probably hundreds of other stores with the exact same policy. Yes. But if they're, for whatever reason, Target is the only one that is targeted in... And had he uh, known this was coming out, he would probably, you know, he would have advised, uh, let's, no, let's just not talk about it. Yeah, just don't talk about it. I mean, mm-hmm. it just don't, don't make yourself the... Uh, you know, we've said this with boycotts before. Like, I don't even mind when, when there's a controversial... You know, we studied with this. Fox has had some issues with this in the past, where, and currently, where companies are saying they don't want to advertise on, on uh, O'Reilly show or whatever. And, like, you know, I can understand a company being like, I don't want to deal with this. I sell crackers i don't want to be in the middle of a controversy i just want to sell my damn crackers and if i'm going to have hassles selling my crackers on your show i don't want to be involved in it that i am actually and you would think as a talk radio host has to deal with this crap all the time you would think that that would not be the case but i'm actually i understand that i would i don't want them to do that but i understand it i don't understand coming out and being like look we cannot be associated with such hatred and these mm-hmm. ridiculous, especially when they know it's not true. Because we've had we've had instances with this with, with with companies who have who have told us to our face, look, we know this is a bunch of nonsense, but we we, we just don't want to be in the middle of it, and we have to say something. No, you don't. No, you don't. Have at least the balls to uh, keep quiet on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as funny as that is, it's actually a harder stance to to keep quiet than to actually come out and say these <clears> things. And I will say Target kind of learned this lesson here. Yeah, the easiest because thing it, in the world is to just go along with the crowd. Yeah. So, yeah, us too. We're not going to be part of that either. Yeah. We won't be a party to hate and non-diversity. Right. And, and Target is, is, I think, also uh, finding out who their audience is. Their audience is not a bunch of crazy liberals who are activists on the streets. Their audience, you know, are people who, you know, would rather go tinkle with someone with their own genitals, the same genitals. Everyone gets their, the same types of genitals in the same room. And it's not really a crazy request. At least it wasn't until recently. Yeah. You know. It is now. It, it is now. The world has changed so quickly that it, it's a crazy re- request now. How many times have we said this working here? All we want to do is go to the bathroom without one of Jeffy's cameras pointed at, at our regions. Is that too much to is ask? Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. And again, around here, apparently it is. I don't is. think so. Um, but yeah. if we could pass this constitutional amendment, maybe we could change that. Thanks, Jeffy. You're helping us uh, change the country for the better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. This is kind of interesting, too, because uh, apparently when it comes to serious illnesses, uh, two brains are better than one. 
When people go to get a second opinion, when a doctor tells you you've got something serious and they go get a second opinion, 88% of the time, the diagnosis is different. That's staggering to me. It really is. It shows how little we know. Wow. It shows how little we know. Uh, I mean, they, they said this with the, with the whole uh, concussions in the NFL situation. They act as if like they know everything about this. Yeah. They still don't know a lot more than they know. Um, and they're kind of guessing and making, and they're trying to be more safe and trying to figure it out. But I mean, uh, you know, they, there's so much they don't know. And we're told constantly that if there's just this consensus on every one of these issues and you can never disagree with someone who has uh, a scientific opinion. Well, I mean, the truth is, this shows. I mean, yeah. 88% of the time is way higher than even I would have guessed. Well, I don't know if this qualifies because I don't know how serious it is. But for my ruptured discs in my back, I've been to four separate neurosurgeons. And two of them have told me it's inoperable because it won't do you any good. And two of them have said, yeah, I can fix that. So... Wow, that's, that's tough. Because if you, you listen to the guy who says, I can fix it, and it doesn't work out well, you're going to kick yourself. Right. Well, you probably won't right. be doing much of any kicking at all after that. So I, you know, and then you've got pain specialists who say, well, why don't you get the surgery? Well, because I, I don't know what to expect. I, I, I've been told different things by different guys, and I don't know which way it goes. And I've never seen it come out as a, as a positive outcome, really. Is there a way to do a trial surgery, like maybe Stu go in for you, see if it yeah, works? Yeah, we could try then, that. Uh, what do you think of that? And then, and then if it works for Stu, uh, then you go in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, it's thinking out loud. <laughs> Why would I don't have the problem, though? What would they be fixing? He doesn't have the ruptured discs huh. in his back, though. Well, um, I mean, we could fix that if you want to. <laughs> Have you have you experimented with the the human chemistry set over there, uh, Jeffy? I mean, if you could try, have you tried all the combinations of pills he recommends? No, no, and uh, the combination of pills. I mean, uh, I don't I don't know that they still exist on the face of the earth that he's taken. I think no, actually, some of them do not. Yeah, some of, some them, of them they've do done not. away with. Mm. Yes, they have very disappointing too. That's incredible. Sixty six percent received a refined or redefined diagnosis, while twenty one percent were diagnosed with something completely different. <laughs> just amazing. Well, you know, we also have seen this is uh, our friend Mr. Glenn Beck. Yeah, no, I was just thinking the same thing. Glenn over has been to seventy nine doctors and mm-hmm. received eighty five diagnoses. Seventy nine. That's seventy nine in a week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and every time he goes, it's true. And I, you know, you feel bad for the guy, but every time he goes to the doctor. He comes in the next day all excited about how they found the solution. And, you, and as an outside observer, you're just like, oh, this is so sad. He believes it again. <laughs> oh, no. He believes they found it this time. Oh, this is so sad. You feel so bad for him. Yeah. Because in, within a month, it will come back. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, uh, he will find a new doctor who tells him something else. And then, then he believes that will heal it. It's interesting because I read something a while ago, and it was about uh, these sort of these some of these herbal solutions for um, various things. Um, you know, uh, from all man, there are people who swear by those. Yes, too. there are. They do. I mean, they've got herbs uh, f- that will uh, from DoTerra or whoever that will cure absolutely anything. Yeah, yeah. and I, absolutely anything. Like if you if it works for you, if it, fine. And uh, you know, I don't mean to be uh, critical of any particular thing because I'm not I'm not talking about any specific product. But they looked at it overall, and they said, why do people believe so strongly in these things, generally? Mm-hmm. Um, and because many of them aren't real. Um, and, we, you know, we've, gone to, we've seen some where it's like they, it, they, they've gone through Chinese vitamins and some of the herbs that come from China, and they cut them open, and in the middle is a Viagra. 
Like they just have a real Viagra inside of the actual herbal medication uh, that's supposed to help with these issues. Um, and so, wow. But what they believe is like with things like back pain, for example, back pain, as, as Pat will tell you, I think, comes in waves. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's terrible, uh-huh. and then it kind of reverts to Sometimes the mean, it's manageable. and it's manageable. Mm-hmm. And what they find is people try these things only <clears throat> when it gets so terrible that it naturally is going to get better anyway, but they sense. believe that the medication is what's yeah. doing it. Yeah. So they continually go back to these wells and buy the same things over and over and over again, and they think it's working every time, when in reality, it's just sort of the natural waves of the pain or whatever uh, ailment, You know, a lot of these long-term ailments. And they went to as, as, as far as cancer and diabetes and all these things that are serious long-term illnesses. People think they're curing them because they just start taking the pills and after a month, it gets a little bit better, almost naturally. And you get to hear the benefit of that from every person you meet who's got a different cure for what ails you. Yes. They know somebody who's been healed by this or that or something else. Or, you know, hey, I, somebody uh, pokes sticks in your eyes and it fixes your back. It, it works. I, I swear it works. I'll, I'll give you the, the number of the guy who, got, who was fixed. By poking sticks in my eyes? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it would work, but it does. Somebody else has a tennis ball you can lay on, and you just rub that around in the right spot, and it works. Somebody else has uh, some I other... Don't have, I don't have to give you their number. I've got it right here in this bag for you, Pat, <laughs> yeah. that I brought. Oh, yeah. And what we can do is give it to you. I'm just going to give it to you, and then, then my card's in there. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They always give you yeah, the first dose always. so you get you hooked. Right, Jeffy? I mean, it's the way to go. <laughs> and it works. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More patents still coming up. Oh, we have to do the Jeffy thing next? Yeah. What, what if we well, skip it today? What if we just go dark and, like, don't put anything on the air and just, like, mm-hmm. let it, like, kind of... Yeah. yeah. I mean, people might and not... Let him pretend, like, ex- right now. Tell him he's on right now. Just tell, oh, yeah, anything. Jeffy was on. We did so that segment stupid. already. Hopefully they believe it. Yeah, welcome to Patents, too. Some stories that Jeffy found oh, and felt like sharing with us, so we don't have Every to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. How many peeps do you think you could eat in five minutes? Mm. Peeps, one. The little peeps in five minutes. The new record has one. been set. Uh, let's take a look at the video, and you can oh, tell me, get an idea of approximately. How, it's really a. Oh, I, I'm a Kenyan. I don't like the eating contest. That's gross, man. I don't like this. Okay. Uh, holy cow. Uh, second. How many of them barfed afterward? <laughs> Do we have any, uh, any idea was, on that? No, we did not get a reporter on that. Yeah, that's, that there we really, go. The the competitive eating videos okay. really gross me out. Plus, so. there's a weird thing that uh, there was a woman a couple of weeks ago that died from one of these hot dog eating contests. Oh, I believe it. I mean, log, I'm surprised it happened way more or often. Something. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be dangerous. So, Jeffy, what, what's the record? The lady in the back there won't quit eating her peeps, but the new record is 255 in five minutes peeps 255 you watched 255 which peeps. one was it uh the man in the middle wow uh he has uh i mean wow i, I think that I, the whole drinking water thing too like it's like oh, i know it's so gross it's, and it's I, gross and it's weird yeah it's cheating just eat the thing all right yeah i don't like I it mean, at all. do the water and sometimes they dunk it in the water yeah as you know 
solids and inner liquids. Ugh. Yeah, not good. That's not a not a, not a, not a stew. Uh, not a, that's not stew favorable. Two hundred and fifty-five, <laughs> though. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, of I mean, honestly, if, if you're eating them and trying to eat, like, how many could you eat before you had to stop? Twenty? I don't think that. Fifty, sixty. Maybe 10, and I'd 60? just be sick to my stomach. Yeah, 50 or 60, probably. Maybe I, 50 or 60? No, you couldn't. Yes, I, I want you to eat 50 or 60 peeps. Just to sit out without a time five, limit? Yeah, yeah. like if we sat, if, let's say we, start, we brought a bunch of peeps in here, start at the beginning of the show. What if we do this on Thursday for Easter, and you just eat peeps the whole show, and we see, see how, how many, many you can, can eat? eat? And you don't have to rush, but I mean, just eat them yeah. as, until, as long as it's pleasurable, you want to continue. Oh, no problem. I love them. Yeah? I love them. How many okay. do you think you could eat? You think you could do 50 or 60 in a show? In two hours? Yeah, yeah. two hours. Oh, yeah. Can you do 100? How many? Well, see, do you now, th- you're, ti- now no, you're timing no, me. No, I'm just saying, how many, how many should we I buy I don't to make you happy? Yeah, we have to know how many to buy. 100? Should we buy? You're not going to go over 100. Probably not. 120? I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never, I've never attempted it. My I guess is about the number is around 30 or 40, maybe. Total? Maybe. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think you'd get into that. Because that's, that's a tough food to eat a lot of, I think, too. First of all, you're, the chewing is, it just is challenging on, on a peep. I mean, you wouldn't even eat one of those little chocolate things that uh, one of our producers brought in today. So, you're, But you're going to eat 50 peeps? Well, I'm doing, I don't want to, no, but I would do it for the show. Okay. <laughs> we're we got, we, we've got to right. do this. Marissa, then. this is, I guess, a Will Jeffy Eat It uh, special edition for <laughs> Easter on Thursday. We get a bunch of peeps and we stack them all up on his table and he tries to go through them. Again, I don't think it's, it's not a contest to like speed eat them. But I think I would like to see like what is your capacity to eat mm-hmm. as many as you can while you're still like wanting to eat peeps. And, and <laughs> you know, like, any, like what you would do at home. Let's put it this way. This is how we should talk about it. If you were home alone and it's someone mistakenly, like instead of going peeps. to Kroger, delivered a, a, a giant like, crate of peeps to your house and no one was around you and you turn on the TV and you just start popping them in, what's two hours look like? Okay. I, I'm all for that. Do I, I mean, can I take my pants off? or? <laughs> You said just no. no you're just like home. You can undo the top well, go, button. Hold that's, on, go back to the Jeffy shop for a second. Go. I guess you could take your pants off. You really don't need to wear pants on this show. <laughs> I am in love with that idea. I think. Yeah. I mean, in, re- in all reality, it's going to hurt us, but the audience isn't going to care at all. No, they wouldn't care. But okay. we'd have to look over there and see those icky legs. Ooh, that would be nasty. Oh, well, and the feet. Yeah, yeah I know he'd still be wearing mm-hmm. socks because he's got that weird I, no, foot I have thing. socks on. Yeah. Uh, so let's do this on Thursday. Oh, now they've blurred you. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Oh, the what? What's going yeah. on down there? I still have pants on. Now? <laughs> so far? Welcome, Pat and Stu, Jeffy, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Dallas officials are blaming uh, computer hacking for setting off emergency sirens throughout the city. Early Saturday morning, uh, Rocky Vaz, director of the Dallas' Office of Emergency Management, said all 156 of the city's sirens were activated more than a dozen times. Officials don't know who's responsible 
But Vaz said with a good deal of confidence that this was someone outside our system. Ooh, that helps. <laughs> They're right on top of this thing. You know, it's somebody outside the system, so this thing's almost solved. Don't even worry about it. We didn't get hacked by the people leading the company. <laughs> the CEO was not responsible. Uh, it's a very concerning issue that Dallas has never faced before, so that's great. Um, and... Finding out who did this is like finding a needle in a haystack. In other words, they're telling us, yeah, we're never going to know who did that. What's weird, I mean, obviously, sirens are not that big of a deal, right? I mean, it could scare some people, but it's not going to, you know, but I mean, who knows? The power grid, I mean, you realize how vulnerable we are. Yeah, and usually it's a tornado warning, so you would, you know, go to a safe space or something and then realize there's not a cloud in the sky, uh, as I think there wasn't on Saturday. Right. With a few exceptions, you know, most people would look outside and go, okay. nah, I don't think, I don't wait for think a so. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, and th- there's another problem in Dallas, too, with the 9-11 system. The, I mean, the 911 yeah. system. Um, uh, there's, they don't have enough people to answer it. And so a lot of times it'll ring and ring and nobody answers it or that you'll, you'll be put on hold or whatever. Uh, more than 4,000 calls were received from, to 911 uh, from 11.30 p.m. to 3 a.m., twice the, the average number. And so a lot of people probably were scared out of their minds. Couldn't figure out what was going on. It's probably not a good idea to call 911 to find, what, find out what's going on. Help! There's a siren! There's a well, siren. <laughs> what's this? Why is the siren going off? Yeah, this is an emergency. Please get off the phone. Uh, so anyway, uh, they say it's... it's If it's hacking, it's extremely concerning. If someone's messing with our emergency system, we've got an issue. We need to get to the bottom of it. What kind of vulnerabilities uh, do we have? Uh, A lot of them. Practice, uh, unfortunately. Uh, The answer is here, Pat, more government uh, regulation. That's exactly what we need. And I say that because it's always the answer to everything. Now, we've seen it with the airline industry, for example. Oh, um, look how well it's working yeah, there. It used to be it's really, really terrible. And really now, good. Now it's great. Uh, it's not that good either, but the only reason is we haven't regulated enough. More mm. regulations. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing we can do. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> no, you don't agree? No. Um, so what's your thing on the... I would assume your opinion on United is that you think uh, a horrible job by United should not have happened. Yes. Um, and I think, I don't know if there's anybody who disagrees with that. Do you put any of the, of the blame on the actual guy? No. No, because I'd be pissed. Wouldn't you? I mean, yes, every, would I, you I, react like that? I might. Yeah, I'd be, I, I'd be So you'd sit in your seat. I wouldn't scream like he did because no. he sounded like a little girl or yes. something. But uh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that was embarrassing. I would not scream like that. But sh- should we play the video and yeah. then we'll yeah. discuss it? But here's what happened on a United flight. Uh, was this just yesterday, right? Pilots drive to Louisville? Can't they rent a car for the pilots and have them drive? Ah! No! Ah! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, wow. That looked like it hurt. Yeah. Guys, my God! What are you doing? No, this is wrong. Oh, my God! Look at what you're doing! so wrong, but I'm going to stay right here in my, in my seat in the plane and not stand up for him, I'll tell you that. Well, and it's only women who are talking about it, even, that are even defending the guy. I mean, I gotta say, if that was happening on my plane, I would be rolling my eyes at the guy. The guy's screaming like that, I'd be rolling my screaming eyes Screaming like that is... Yeah, but after yeah, all but, that... Really? 
And again, like, you lost the lottery, dude. You know, I mean, like, they're picking... Everyone on the plane knows that they might just get kicked off this plane in five minutes. And it's gonna, you're going to get really pissed off. The guy got picked, and then now mm-hmm. he's still not getting off. The other people did. The other that's people true. who lost the lottery got off the plane. He was the only one who sat there. He might have yeah, had more true. at stake than they did. I don't know. He might have. I don't know, but if I paid my fare... First of all, he's a doctor. What's he doing in coach? But secondly, <laughs> secondly, he's a bad doctor. Apparently, uh, yeah. I if I paid my fare and I'm on that flight and they tell me I must get off and I have no, I I would I'd be out of my mind with rage, out of my mind with rage, and I might just sit there too. Uh, drag me off. You know, you I don't to. know. I don't, I don't know. That's pretty tough. And Stu, you make a good point about the, the you lost the lottery. You lost. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that they're going to end up telling you. You know, along with the with the with the Patriot Act and airline, we can arrest you anytime we want if you look cross-eyed on the plane. Yep. Act and uh, mm-hmm. you know any anything when we pay the buy our ticket, we can remove you at any time. I'm sure it's, we agree to yes, that somewhere. I, I'm sure this, and from what I understand by reading through stuff today, it actually is illegal to stay on the plane if they tell you to leave. Um, so, I mean, that's a whole other part okay, of but this. That, but see, again, he's not, they're asking him, uh, he lost the lottery, you make a good point. I, I got that. It I, sucks. I, I mean, I, you know, but on, the, on the side note of that, he's not doing anything, <clears throat> other than that, he's not doing anything wrong to be asked to leave the plane. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, most people think of that as if you're asked to leave the plane to get off. If you if you're up, you're screwing around, you're drunk, you're loud, you're noisy, you know that kind of thing. Yes. He's making. I mean, he just wants to. He wants to get to his destination. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that, but what's go, like? They're they're not going to take off, right? So no one's going to get to their destination. Now, I would say the. I mean, what are the things that can happen here? One, they can do what they did. Random selection of passengers, which means your chance of making it to your destination is roughly 99.5%, right? Or not even that high, but 97%. Um, so why are they allowed to perpetrate this fraud? I agree with interject? this point. Uh, why the hell I know. are they allowed to perpetrate the fraud that they sell more tickets than they have? That is is wrong right there. I, Why can you overbook every single flight? Why? What's amazing is, of course, that it works out in almost every circumstance. Yeah. And it, because it is amazing. I would say only about, I would say maybe 10% of the flights I go on, uh, there is the pitch, hey, will someone give up their seat? We're overbooked. I'd say about 10% of the flights where I get on, yeah. where that, act, that process mm-hmm. happens. And in 100% of the flights I've ever been on my entire life, eventually someone took it. Like, I've never had a situation like this. People get pissed. But, I mean, again, you up that offer enough, which is where the, the way I think they should have gone. What's it worth mm-hmm. to you? There are two things you could do here. One, um, uh, well, I mean, there's multiple options, but the two here to discuss. One, you don't have your freaking pilots get on the plane. They don't, they don't make that point. Right. You know, you're going to have to delay. Right. And so it's going to screw another plane later on, yeah, probably. Yeah, you screw the pilots, not the passengers. Well, you're going to screw the passengers of another flight. But... That they're gonna, then you would just cancel that flight, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna wind up canceling that flight or delaying that flight. You're gonna have to mm-hmm. do something else. So you're, you, that way you can't screw passengers. If you're, if you're united, clearly the best way is to sit up there auction style and every minute raise that offer a hundred dollars until somebody takes it. Somebody is going to take that offer. Right. I, I mean, it's, 
I mean, you, we talked about the person on radio today who got up to $11,000 from Delta. Total. Uh, for four people, so, uh, and that's over a couple of days. Still, though. But still, if you get that thing up to two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000, there's no way somebody's not going to take it. Somebody's going to take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the bottom line is, most of the time, every time I've been on, in this situation, you kind of have that cost-benefit analysis as you sit there. And you're like, all right, I really don't need to be there at this specific moment. Or I do. And you could say, if I do, there's basically no, no price you can buy me out of the seat. However, when mm-hmm. you're like, I, you know, honestly, I could get there tomorrow. Do I really want to take this? And they're like, $600. And I'm like, not for $600. I want to be there. $700, $800. And they start getting into four digits. You start, you yeah, start to really line. think about it. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. that's multiple flights. Um, and, you know, a lot of times it's just airline credit. They were giving away, uh, Delta was giving away freaking gift cards. I mean, you start giving away gift cards to, to uh, American Express gift cards. People are going to take that. Um, De- definitely. And, and that was yeah. the problem here is yeah, they, they should are. have freaking just upped the offer. Yeah, if it's a thousand dollars to spend on anything you want, that's great. That's really good. Plus a free night at a hotel and dinner. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Why not? So what, I, what you might heck? take that. But again, if you got to two and three thousand dollar offers, somebody is getting yeah. off that plane. Yeah. And they they should pay you for that because they're selling seats they don't have. Right. I, that is, I I don't understand that business practice. Well, How in this can case, you sell things you don't have? Well, in this case, though, they didn't overbook, right? That's I wrong. Mean, in this case, no, they, they overbooked. They've got, they've got, well, in this uh, one, they didn't, though. It's, right, it's, they, they had to force the pilots on after. Right, because yeah, you don't have to plane. let the pilots wait for, for another flight. The pilots wait, not the passengers who paid, who paid to be on that flight. Not the two guys who are getting on for free, and you're just ferrying them around. Put them on some other flight. Now, I, can, I will say. Or get a charter flight for them. If, right. I understand right. that. If but, it, I mean, before you spend $50,000 on a tra- charter flight, freaking pay 3000 to someone right. on a plane to leave. Right. Again, just terrible job. I mean, they're looking at this as terrible. saying, we can't screw the other passengers. Terrible. We have to get these people here, which probably is pretty much, it, yeah. let's just assume it's true, even though there might have been another way around it. We'll assume it's true for a moment. There's no reason to just up the offer. It's one freaking, it's a few thousand dollars on one flight. You, you just, you just got to suck it up and eat it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about if the same flight flew with six less passengers on it, it, you'd, it would be the same thing. There's no, that, I mean, they just handled it horribly. Just, the, really bad. The idea really is, bad job by United. And, and this is going to be their JetBlue. Remember JetBlue oh, had yeah. that, like, they stuck people out on the yeah. runway for a million, and then they yeah. had that big JetBlue, like, our, here's our, our guarantee to the customers. You're going to see that happen. And you know what United. happened? The owner of the company lost his job from that. Yeah. And right now, right now, this story is number David one. David Nealman was kicked out of the company over that. And, and it I, had nothing to do with him. And had nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with Still him at all. Nothing to do. And I, I appreciate like, the uh, story now about uh, the Chicago police, but the police department says its officers were not involved. No, it was handled by the city's aviation department police. You don't think there's enough uh, security around an airport? Yeah. Aviation They've got their own uh, city's aviation department police. Now, I have no problem. If this guy was, like, being, if he was being aggressive or he was making jokes about terrorism oh, and they did thing. this to him. And yeah, that's a different we'll deal. Show this video one more time because you're because he got a bloody lip and you might say, well, why, you know, what happened? If, watch, let me, when they pulled sh- him out of his seat, yeah, he slams more, Watch this the air, armrest right here. Do you see it? I can't. I don't, yeah. yeah. Watch the armrest. And here it comes. There's his head. Oh, that's where it happened. You yeah. know that hurt. Now again, that it, hurt. and I will say, but he's he's screaming like a little girl. The that's two things that make this a story, Pat. 
the two things that make this a story. One, his screaming. <laughs> because he acts as if they're stabbing him. Right. And they're not. Yeah. They have not done yes. anything bad to him at Just, that point. Uh, except yes, slam they're... his face up against the... Well, that hadn't happened yet. He's did that before Just that happened. Mm-hmm. And the only other reason this is a story is because what you just said. His, his face mistakenly hit the armrest and he bled a little bit from his lip. Now, look, the guy's going to re- fully recover. Okay? It's not a death sentence, I promise you. What if his lip is never the same again? Yeah. It will be what the same. What if he can't kiss Very his lip once did? What if he has to hold a whole tooth or teeth? Yeah. I what guarantee he will what be sued. When he sues, he will say his lips will never be the same again. <laughs> and you know a lawsuit's pending. Yes, of course. Oh. And now look, that, they, were they too aggressive? I mean, yes. the guy was resisting, right? And they had to pull him out. Yeah. Um, now, you could say they didn't have to pull him out, which I agree with. But once they decided to pull him out, they pulled him out. He was resisting. And there was that was obviously a mistake. You can see they did not do it on purpose. And he's acting like a freaking maniac when he's screaming. Let's be yeah, honest about pathetic. it. I mean, that's pathetic. That was he's pathetic. overacting what's happening, which at mm-hmm. that point is nothing. I mean, it's frustrating. I would be angry. I might be swearing, but to scream as if they were dipping him in a vat of acid mm-hmm. was a little over the top. I would have yes. made him go get another guy to carry me out. It took, but it took more than those three guys to carry me out. Well, yeah, at well, 800 pounds, of course it takes more than I mean. three guys. Even the plane wouldn't be able to carry you. That's the problem with your air flight history. <laughs> no, I, they can't I, get off I, the I ground. Fly. That's the. Perhaps I you shouldn't fly. have brought that up, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that was not a good. You know, maybe not, not, a, good not a good point decision. for you to make, but you know, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was, see, again, that was well, Jeffy now, making a fat joke about himself. Let's be clear yes. about what that was. Did you say that? Uh, two people accepted the offer, right? Yes, yeah, so they, they checked. Weren't they there two pilots? So why four, did they need? I think there were four pilots, oh. and they needed three seats. Jeez. So I don't think they actually were overbooked. Well, well, was I mean, one of the pilots going to sit on somebody's lap? Or? No, they probably had an empty no, seat, right? So they had one empty seat. <laughs> okay. And then they had three three more seats they needed to get people out of. All right. So they 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 kept offering it. Eventually, two people took the offer. So you needed one more seat. Or, no, no, it was it was they did the lottery, and the three people who got selected. Uh, the first two were like fine and took it, and they re- and they, they, they lost. The one. And probably if you lose the lottery, you could probably go and try to talk your way out of maybe a couple hundred bucks or a dinner. Oh, or I think you still right? got the offer. I think yeah. they still got the offer. Did the, do you think the guy who they pulled off got the offer after this? I don't know, but I bet they that was part of the condition. I think. Look, yeah, we I got a thousand dollars. Whoever gets this is going to get the money, but you're you're going to have to get off the plane. And like uh, you know, look again. Ah! Yeah. Ah! That is, that's pathetic. That was yeah, really, really pathetic. Again, just up the Not freaking a good move offer. On his part. This is going to cost them twenty thousand times mm-hmm. what it would have taken to buy somebody off of that flight. Yeah, well, because look how much bad publicity, publicity they're getting. It's, it's stupid. And they're going to—I guarantee—there's going to be people fired over this. There's going to be. Fi- I would not be surprised. We were speculating off the, off the air, and I don't know the answer to this. But the, the my my belief is they probably have a top line policy that says you can never go over a thousand dollars. So they got mm, up to a thousand. Mm, no one mm. would take it. And they didn't know what to do. So they had to do the lottery. But it's like you don't have that policy. Mm-hmm. You just freaking wait. Again, this is a free market. Whatever if you it sit takes. there and up that thing up every minute, add an extra hundred dollars. Somebody's going to take yeah, that eventually. It's your fault for overbooking the flight. So pay but them again, whatever. Whatever. They didn't don't overbook, overbook the, flight. the flight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with that, and that's a, so it's a weird thing. And they just thought they're prioritizing getting these pilots to the other plane over these few individual passengers. It's not. A, that's not a good look for a company. Not at all. Um, now, if you're on the other plane that those pilots that's showed up for, look. and you actually got to go to your destination, right. it was it's hundreds a, it's of a people. Damn good look. It feels good to them, but again, you're never going to see that side of the story. If those are the friendly skies of United, um, <laughs> I'd hate to see the unfriendly ones.
I mean, it's a small part of me. Small part. I, it's a small part. It's not the part that I, I, I'm proud of. Okay. Mm. But uh, there's a part of me that 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 isn't that upset. That the guy, with, with the guy after that screaming, <laughs> right? I know. I have to admit. Ah! 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 Stop it's, it's, it with your fake screaming. That was sad. That's a big. Uh, every one of the every time there's someone who like you know th- we saw this for a while with libertarians going through the TSA lines and like you know nobody's a fan of the TSA. I mean, I would say in this show, between Jeffy and Pat mm-hmm. are perhaps the most two anti-TSA <clears throat> security people in the world. Mm-hmm. But when they go in there, they do the fake screaming as oh, if oh, like now. they're being stabbed with pickle forks. Yeah, that's uh, It's just so come irritating. And, and this is the same story here. So what we're hearing updates that the guy got back on the plane. Is this true? Yeah, actually, I was reading uh, at the end of the story, it seems that he broke free of the officer's grasp. <laughs> so they were off the plane and yeah. they were like, okay, you're off the plane. So now. we ran. Ran back on, and did they so drag him off again? back on the flight. Uh, with, it's got the bloody face, disoriented. Sure. Come on. Uh, patients, passengers were then taken off the flight as a medical crew boarded. And the Sunday night uh, landed two hours late. It said it landed two hours late. So he went, you know, I guess they took him back off the plane. And that really is kind of... Enough with this guy. I think I'm leaning towards Stu's side. Now. And he's got, a doctor? What kind of crappy doctor again? I'm canceling my appointments, this? I'll tell you that. Yeah, this guy. I, I, I will I say know. this, however, too. If I was on that plane, I'd be so first pissed. of all, I would be so pissed that, that all this was happening. The whole thing. The whole thing would piss me Absol- off. Yeah. And then when they announced the lottery, I'd be like, oh, this is typical. It's, it's going to be, be me. me. It's going to be and me. Then, and then I'd be, but I would say, if it was me, I'd be like, mother, and I would get up, and I'd Absolutely. walk on the damn plane. And don't forget my, mm-hmm. my carry-on bags right over there. Let's yep. get that. Let's, Let's get go. that all out. And, then, and I, would, I would be, we would all be uh, simpatico. We'd all be together. Yep. Until the well, moment that this guy didn't want to get off. Out of the out of the baggage area, right. too. Right, have to do that, too. But what I'm because saying, Because I'm not going to have that on the flight while I'm staying here. No, of course not. However... When when the guy lost the lottery right. and still said and still, no, I would turn on him. That's when I would be pissed off. I think so, too. I would not be the woman I, going, oh, my God, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? Can't we just give it? No. At that point, <laughs> get off the damn plane. You lost. We're all going to our stupid mm-hmm. city. And then mm-hmm. to run back on, which then slows everything oh, back down again. Then I really oh. would have lost it on the guy. I might have been out there bashing his head into the armrest <laughs> myself. <laughs> passenger arrested for beating up another I passenger. Know, the more you <laughs> see about this and the more you I know. watch it, the less sympathetic you I, are yeah, towards him. Especially since, especially <laughs> no, since you want to be mad at the airlines were overbooking, but this yeah. flight wasn't overbooked. Right. I so mean, it I, is a... I know. It's a little bit, in the, I mean, it's a little, I mean, look, they still handled it I po- terribly. I mean, first of all, you either screw the other plane or you up your offer. Yeah. There's no reason to do a random lottery I, here. Just freaking up your offer. Yeah. Just, you bribe yeah. the people Go off to $1,500, whatever. Yeah. 2000 whatever, just whatever to get off it the plane. Is. It's only one person. First Wait. class tickets to Hawaii. I mean, who's not going to do it for that? Of course. Everyone's going to do it. Two first class tickets to Hawaii for free. And we'll let you stay in a hotel. We'll pay for that too. And you'll be out in the ah, morning. Come on, come on, everyone. There's, come that on. one you you, you be, wouldn't be able to fight the people off right. that were yeah. sacrificing themselves to yeah. get off that. So I mean, you could just keep. I guarantee you, a course. couple would take that. Of course, almost anybody would. You'd be Unless, calling your boss saying, "Hey, I'm not going to get in till late tomorrow, so I need the day off." I think oh, my you, flight, my my flight, the airline canceled my flight. I can't get in mm-hmm. tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, think, by the way, my vacation will be uh, two weeks from now. We're going to Hawaii. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think what you're going to get out of this, uh, if uh, you know, yeah, for right. a quick prediction, is a of course he's going to sue. Obviously, uh, they will try to you know make it right with him, but he will wind up suing them. But b they will change the policy of random selection. I mean, it's a stupid policy. If that's what they is that's, that's what they do in these situations. Instead, just keep upping the offer until you get the people up. Well, at some or point- you say, look. Guys, we're up. I, we, I mean, first of all, if you keep up in the offer, eventually someone's going to take it. But like at some point, let's say ten thousand is the let's say is ten thousand is the limit, right? Which is obviously ridiculous. And you get point. You're like, guys, we're at ten thousand dollars. We can't go any higher. That's our top line. We are going to deboard the entire plane, and we're going to cancel the plane in five minutes uh, if somebody doesn't get off. So can you some, imagine? It would never get to ten thousand dollars. No, no, no way. never in a million years. I, if you got, I mean, honestly, when you get I would be to surprised two, if you got to two or three. 2,000 is people probably... People are jumping all over Of course. That. Come on. I mean, if, if you're a person... You're changing your plans If your for kids that. live in another city, you're going to visit them in college, you might get yeah. two, two trips, round trip right. yeah. for that. Easy. Come on. Even, Easy. Yes, even if it's airline tickets, uh, you'd take that. Mm-hmm. But if it's a it's and an American money. Express card or something, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely yeah. on that. Yeah. I mean, so I, it's just... Look, there is a market force here that happens. And, you know, yeah. uh, at some point, you know, look... Okay, our pilots are getting off. They're going home. You guys can sit on here as long as you want. No one's going to take off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the way, we have cameras on you. If you start to face the airplane, uh, it, look. That's and that's and how many times that has happened with you know with with hey we got a delay. Hey, there's weather. Hey, there's something wrong with the plane, and everyone has to deboard. It's happened to me many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and us, look, guys, this is where we are. We've hit our maximum. No one wants to take ten thousand dollars to fly tomorrow morning. We're just going to deboard the plane, and no one's going to fly. I'm sorry, this is the way it's going to happen. And we're just going to fly just mm-hmm. these four pilots on this plane over to the other city. How about that? So, I don't know what you want me to do. Go ahead, somebody do something. But that, they don't have the guts to do that, really, because that's money lost. That they're, you know, they'd rather... But this is money lost. Again, mm-hmm. like, it, it, this is what is hard about decision-making, is seeing beyond what's right in front of your fat face. I know. Uh, I know this because in front of my fat face, a lot of times, is food. And I know in my, in my mind I shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> But I do eat it anyway because it's in front of my fat face. Oh, really? Yeah, to see this. Weird. That's why you, you well, got to. Have... <laughs> I don't. Obviously, I don't do that. <clears throat> By the way, spoons coming up in just a moment uh, where we're going to try a couple new kinds of chips. Also, here's a weird thing. Why are people obsessed with these videos of brushing hair or whispering? Oh, so weird. This is bizarre. First of all, the adults playing with toys <laughs> yes. is, is freaky. The adults making Play-Doh is freaky and now brushing hair and whispering videos what is wrong with people? i don't know let's see some what is wrong here it here's here it is people are obsessed with these videos of brushing hair or whispering <laughs> this is really creepy to me uh growing Dedicated to autonomous sensory meridian response. <laughs> what? Why would what the what? hell? The this hair, is the hair, just freaky. This is the stuff that makes me lose all faith in humanity. Uh, and if it's any different than <laughs> Nobody's laughing like If us, you though. believe in God and he's looking down on these videos right now, 
Is he proud or is he about to send down fire and brimstone? Just because. <laughs> okay, they've gotten way weirder than I ever. No, I'm done with this. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. That's You know what? Okay, I, I was willing to put up with a lot, but not this whispering, <laughs> hairbrushing thing. No, I'm sorry. That's a bridge too far. I'll not be crossing it. I gotta be. I'm on a side on this one. Uh, <laughs> Come on! Come on! As a society, as a civilization, we're done. You're done at this point, right? Just because somebody <laughs> wants to brush their hair? <laughs> Whispering and brushing. Fo- and, and what do you want to bet? There's 20 million views on some of those Oh, things. yeah. 25, 50 million views on some of That's those That's really things. creepy. That's, That's really creepy. creepy. It's weird. It's sick. Okay? It's sick. I don't know why it's sick. I don't Except know either, it, like, but it, it just is. It's so odd. It feels like it's a twisted, almost in a sexual way, but it doesn't seem like it is. Yeah. It, it doesn't just, seem to be. Uh, is it, Jeffy? You know, they weren't or? doing anything sexual, right? Everything sexual. You see girls on that? It was a little too refined for your impression of Jeffy there, but uh, it was pretty accurate. Uh, All right, here's a Pepsi ad that uh, uh, it's a parody that's far superior to the original uh, uh, Kendall Jenner one, apparently. Yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. What the heck? Ladies and gentlemen, the latest climate change data is in, and it is irreversible. The damage has already been done. Mm-hmm. We need a miracle. We are the lions. We are the chosen. We're gonna shine Well, if you're not going to be open to any kind of reasonable discussion, forget it. How do you expect us to be reasonable when you keep expanding into our land? Forget it. I guess we're going to go another year without peace then. Or will we? We are the Kind of funny. Yeah, you know. That's not bad. Uh, Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, there was a Kendall Jenner thing over the weekend, too, where she went to uh, some kid's prom with him because he was turned down by some other girl. And so he went on Twitter and asked her to go. And oh, she said yes. So she flew to Sacramento with one of her friends, and she attended the prom with him. That's cool. So, yeah, so it was a big deal because he walked in with Kendall Jenner, and everybody was, you know, uh, were they impressed by that? So I they think they impressed. were. Um, yeah. By the way, they, they, I guess they were trying to do kind of what I did on Facebook uh, the, the day the Jen- Kendall Jenner thing and the strikes in Syria happened. Do we have that uh, the little picture oh, yeah, we, we can show? Um, see, this is, what, this is how you solve it. This is how you do it right here. With, I mean, I think that pretty much nails it. Thank you. you Problem know? solved. Assad is, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. accepts the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> no, no need. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, we like Pepsi. Would you? Would you chemically? Uh, what would they call it? Chemically gas? What was the mm-hmm. Janine Pirro thing? Oh, this is going to chemically gas all his people, the babies. Uh, chemically gas all the babies. Uh, would you chemically gas people if they gave you a Pepsi? No, no, you like Pepsi. No. That's it's, right. It's too delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Pepsi goes really go, good with, with uh, by the way, uh, Doritos. 
And that's why, on the other side of the break, we are going to try Doritos and another chip you may not have heard of before or never have tried. I've never, I've seen these in the store a bunch of times. I've never actually tried them. Takis? You ever had a Taki? Mm-mm. Uh, they're kind of these little rolled chips, and we're going to try some of them uh, coming up on Spoons just after this. Just so you know, that little hair-brushing scalp massage video? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's only 3,771,000 views. Okay, just 3,700,000. That's, That's it. not bad. <laughs> Voice work by Jeffy, as usual. Uh, Spoons is a segment for science that we try all the wonderful new food inventions that are on we the market. We don't want to. We, don't, we want don't want to. It's just for science. As you can see, we don't really like food that much. No. Um, but we'll do it for you. Uh, today, we That's actually why we're have... we're wasting away. Yeah. It's true. Stiff wind would blow us right, right down the street. Right. <laughs> a thousand miles an hour or so. Well, I mean, um, yeah. Here's... Uh, we have uh, three different... Things uh, they're kind of rolled chips, is what I would call them. They're like tortilla mm. chips rolled into little tight, little like I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to explain them. Takis, I think, is what well, led they look this like parade. This. Yeah, Takis. I guess this is a visual show. I don't have to explain it as much, although it is also a radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like this. They're a little tight, uh, like almost like little cigars of uh, of chip. Um, now, one of the things I think is interesting here. I don't know where that came from, so I'm going to put it over there. Uh, I think Takis led this bandwagon, and Doritos has now jumped on. So the, we have the Doritos here, uh, the Dynamitas, uh, chili limon. Then you've got uh, Takis Fuego, which is looks which hot, is just and then means I think hot. Which and one then do you think? Ta- Nitro's Takis Nitro, even hotter. I think. I guess. So my my belief here is, uh, and, I, and we live in a um, uh, the most di- diverse city in America uh, mm-hmm. statistically. So when you go into convenience stores here, there's a lot of products you don't see in other parts of the country. <laughs> All right, so yes. which uh, so let's try trying this one on the try, far right. I'm trying to see which one looks like. I think probably this one here. All right, we're gonna. Try, I think we're well, trying got, the same ones. They're numbered on the bottom. Yeah, of well, the you're not supposed to look. Of course. Mm. This one's a Takis flavor. I mean. Bright red. Pretty hot. Got a little kick to it. Oh yeah, it's kicking in now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that might be the. Ooh. That might be the chile limon. That might be the Doritos dynamite. Mine, think? The one I had was pretty hot. Because that's uh, lemony or limey. I, I mean, see lime, lime here in this one too. This. Uh, the oh, nitro. that could be the nitro one. Too. Oh, and fuego. They all have lime. Oh. Okay. So, so I'll try another help. one. Let's try this one. There's two of them that look almost identical. Mm. Okay, I like this one less. Cool. I like this one the best so far. This one's stale. It's a lot this more. one is three, whichever one that is. I don't know which that. So our fuegos. Okay, three is. I thought so. I thought it was a Doritos Dynamita. Mm. So the fuego <clears throat> is very stale. I don't know if that's just the bad bag we got. Number two, yeah, the nitro. I didn't like that. Nitro. And the number one. Is going to be the Taki Swagger for two or three weeks, so you never know. Yeah, probably. Kind of how she does business. Mm. And they're fairly spicy hot, but not overly so. Mm. Not so you can't handle it. I mean, none of these I love. I'll say that right off the bat. Yeah, I don't don't love them either. Um, I do like the Doritos the best, though. Is that the one that, let's see, so this is a two, it's the Nitro. Try three. And three, that's the one I tried first. Uh, here, and it's the brightest red color, I would say. Oh, it might be the hottest one, too. Uh, Jeffy, or are maybe you participating it's just in the show today? Yeah, I just, <clears throat> Turn on your microphone, maybe? I don't like these. You don't like them? No, not really. Three oh. is probably the 
Is it bougie it's, sauce? It's not bad. It is. This is bougie sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go uh, Doritos, uh, chili limon, number yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And then I would go uh, nitro two, fuego three. Yeah. So they just go the opposite. Yeah, three, two, much. one. Well, this one stays the same. Yeah, I'd say my best favorite one, Doritos, two, second then the Nitro, three. third the Fuego. The Fuego is really, um, for whatever reason, stale. Yeah, um, it's not good. Although, this one's not, so I may have just got one bad chip. <clears throat> yeah, there's something funky about that flavor, man. Ugh. I don't know. The habanero, the habanero and hot chili pepper are the difference there, and I would definitely go mm. habanero. Um, and again, like... These are just like uh, these are like the type of chip that is just like hot to be hot. Like uh-huh. the only thing you're getting out of it is spice. And to me, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, so I would give. Uh, there's none of these I'd give over a. Yeah, they don't taste that great. Yeah, right. It's not a great flavor to them. The Doritos are okay. I'd give them maybe a I'm, ten, and I give the other ones I give an eight and a five. Yeah, right. I'd go seven, four, three, maybe. Ah, this one's stale too. What the hell's wrong with these things? <laughs> Come on. Marissa, we need every <clears throat> chip taste for quality assurance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everyone needs to be checked. In the, in the... <laughs> no, don't, 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 don't do either that. Chip. I, I gotta right. say, one of the weird things about these is like, there's not a lot of flavor. It's just like no, heat. It's, it's heat really for not. heat's sake. I don't but, really get anything else out of them. But what do you rate these, Jeffy? Because you didn't, again... I don't know. I'm just looking at they got so much heat in my mouth, I wish, you know, maybe a little milk would go oh, down good gosh. a little bit easier oh, with them. By all that is holy. I hate you. By all that is good, right, and holy. I really do hate you. Oh. Um, uh, Glenn uh, did a Q&A about Rudyard Kipling. You know this poem he loved, uh, God of the Copybook Headings. I do love that one, too. Um, it is a, a, an all-time classic. And, you know, it's important for us to understand this as we go through the same problem over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Watch. Here it is. I found a poem that Rudyard Kipling wrote in 1919. I found it when we were writing Overton Window. And I found it so true then. But as every day passes, it becomes more true. It's about the gods of the copybook headings. And copybooks were something that kids, we did when we were kids, learning cursive writing... You'd have a copy book and you'd open it up and there at the top was the heading and it would say, you know, Susan is a nice girl. Water will wet you. Whatever it was that were usually universal truths, the copy books. And he said after World War I that those truths were lost. They were really our gods that, that created everything that that managed life for humankind. He wrote, As I pass through my incarnations in every age and race, I make my proper prostations to the god of the marketplace. Peering through reverent fingers, I watch them flourish and fall. And I notice that the gods of the copybook headings outlast them all. We were living in the trees when they met us. They showed us each, in turn, that water will certainly wet us and fire will certainly burn. But we found them lacking in uplift, vision, and breadth of mind. 
So we left them to teach the gorillas while we followed the march of mankind. We moved as the spirit listed, but they never altered their pace, being neither cloud nor windborn like the gods of the marketplace. But they always caught up with our progress, and presently word would come that a tribe had been wiped off its ice field or the lights had gone off in Rome. With the hopes that our world is built on the fact that they were just utterly out of touch. After all, they denied the moon was Stilton. They denied she was even Dutch. They denied that wishes were horses. They denied that pigs had wings. So we worship the gods of the marketplace that promised all of these beautiful things. When the Cambrian measures were forming, they promised us perpetual peace. They swore, if we gave them our weapons, that the wars of the tribes would cease. But when we disarmed, they sold us and delivered us bound to our foe. And so the gods of the copybook heading said, stick to the devil you know. On the first feminine sandstones, we were promised the fuller life, which started out by loving our neighbor and ended up loving his wife. Till all our women had no more children, and our men lost reason and faith. And the gods of the copybook heading said, The wages of sin is death. In the Carboniferous epic, we were promised abundance for all by robbing selected Peter to pay for collective Paul. But though we had plenty of money, there was nothing our money could buy. And the gods of the copybook heading said, If you do not work, you shall die. Then the gods of the market tumbled, and the smooth-tongued wizards withdrew, and the hearts of the meanest were humbled and began to believe it were true that all is not gold that glitters, and two and two do make four. And the gods of the copybook headings limped up to explain it once more. As it will be in the future, it was at the birth of man. There are only four things certain since social progress began. The dog returns to his vomit. The sow will return to her mire. And the burnt fool's bandaged finger will go wobbling back to the fire. And after all of that is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. You can only find that in one book. It was a book printed uh, about 1920. I've looked and looked and looked, found one copy of it. You can find it online, thank God for online. But for some reason, out of Rudyard Kipling's greatest works, that one's just lost. And it speaks to me Every single day, we are being told things that are nonsensical. We are literally being told two and two don't make four, if you can explain it. You're thinking, even if you come up with five, that's still okay. 
We're being told that men can be women if they just think it. As surely as water will wet us, as surely as, as fire will burn, the things that are true, no matter what man says, what man says about the truth makes no difference. There is no such thing as my truth and your truth. There is simply the truth, the way I understand it, the way you understand it, but it is what it is. I don't care how many of us say, I need a safe space. I need a safe space here on the shuttle, on the space shuttle or the International Space Station. I need a a safe space because I'm telling you right now, space is not a vacuum. Go ahead, believe that all you want. But once you open the door, the safe space for you, you're sucked out into it. Because space is a vacuum. You can have your opinion But when that truth is open, once that door locks its seal, you you will realize that no matter what you say about the vacuum of space, whether you believe in it or not, it believes in it, and it won't change. How many universal truths have we lost? Most of the universal truths that we found, that we know of, um, about 80%, of everything that our country was founded on comes from the scriptures. That was the source of universal truth. Not because it's, you could even say, I don't believe that it's the word of God. Well, whatever. Good that it's Bill's or Moses's great safety tips. <laughs> it's, it's 10 great safety tips that you should probably always do because it's true. How many of these things have we lost because we left that behind? We left that to teach the gorillas while we follow the march of mankind. I have a really good friend, Bruce Feiler, who I want to introduce you to. Um, He doesn't believe that you can airbrush faith. He believes that whether you believe it or not, It is what it is, and there is universal truth in what we want to talk about today, the Adam and Eve story. He's a fascinating guy because he did um, walk, I think it's walking the Bible or walk with the Bible. Bruce, what was it? Walking the Bible. Walking the Bible on uh, PBS. He doesn't just go sit and, and think about these things and read books. and He goes out and he lives it, and he goes tries to find it. So he went to all of these people and said, help me find the real truths of Adam and Eve. And all of them apply to us today. Because it's true. Whether you want to believe it or not, as surely as water will wet and fire will burn, we can say what we want to say about the relationship between a man and a wife, a woman and a man, creation, evolution, we say whatever we want. But there are certain truths in that story that the farther we get away from them, with terror and slaughter, they will return. Let's try to return to them before this terror and slaughter part has to happen.